Welcome back. We're back, and hopefully this one's permanent. What's today? It's uh, today's, today's Monday, a- September 25th. It is 6.39 p.m. The Bad Podcast. Brett and Drew's Bad Podcast, that is. Thank you for joining us. I'm Drew. And I'm Brett. Welcome. Welcome back. It's been a while since I've seen you, my friend. It has. It's been about a night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last night we... Uh, we broke ground our first podcast, episode zero. Uh, amazing podcast, felt great. Dude, and there was a surge of energy once we finished that. Dude, I, I honestly, um, that was the first time I've ever recorded myself for anything, and the, I mean, a podcast just seems so. It just seems like such an amazing way to to get across this information. Dude, we hit upon so many topics. So quick. We were just talking into the internet about all this shit going on around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great podcast. And unfortunately, at the very end, software crashed and we lost all the uh, professional audio. But luckily, we do have some of the uh, camera footage, so we'll be making a uh, a rough cut of that later on. Yep. So you'll hear the, the camera audio. So it won't be too high quality, but episode zero, the lost episode, will be available for true fans only. We don't know how we're going to release it yet, but... It'll happen. It'll it happen it does exist. Sure. It does exist. Mm. It's only a legend. Dude, as soon as we finished, I literally jumped up and started jumping around. It was so exhilarating. Yeah. Dude, I remember I gave you a huge hug afterwards. I was like, my dude, we did it. We did because like whoever records himself for like an hour and a half straight. Not many people I know. Not anyone I know. Nope. Yeah. No, I don't know anyone who has a podcast. Well, Oh, that's behind us, and we'll be pushing forward from there. How was your day today? Dude, today was interesting. Today was really interesting. Yeah? Yeah. I had one class, so just rolled in there. And then I was like, didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of the day because I was supposed to have kickboxing at 7, but mm. so I didn't know if I should have hit the 5 o'clock class or the 7 o'clock class and ended up making the wrong decision But because I missed it entirely. But we're here, and I'll get a workout after. So Yeah, yeah. I did a nice workout this morning on the uh, rings. Hmm. The full body weight one. Dude, I had a recovery sleep after rolling out of here late. I didn't get much sleep last night, man. I really didn't get much sleep at really? all. About like five, six hours. Yeah, I guess I got like six and a half, seven. Which is a good good night's sleep for me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I suppose it's been worse. I mean, you'll see my sleep schedule start to drop off around final exam time. There hasn't been an all-nighter yet. You and I are the kings. You're the king. <laughs> Dude, I really don't want to have to do any all-nighters this semester, man. Dude, you're, you're like a natural all-nighter. Like, I remember there's some nights where I'd be like, Drew, I'm going to do an all-nighter. And <laughs> I'd then be like, yeah, okay. You'd be like, okay, I'm not. And you'd like, at 4 o'clock in the morning, you'd be like, all right, dude, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, dude, you already did an all-nighter. Like, it's already morning. <laughs> the sun is on its way up. I hear birds chirping. And you just sleep till like 7.30 and be like... I feel nice. (laughs) (laughs) I am a creature of sleep sometimes, but when I need to function, I I don't always need sleep. Yeah, sometimes I I I just run off nothing. Yep, you can because you can go off nothing, but it's just a little like foggy. Yeah, I I I really don't care for the feeling of sitting in class after a night of like three hours of sleep because you're just. There's nothing that you can possibly do to stop yourself from from closing your eyes in that class. It's it's like a struggle. It, it's almost like a battle to stay awake. Hoff, when you're... dude. you got to fight it with Hoff. <laughs> I've done that, man. I've been sitting in class after an all-nighter, and you just deep breathing, like 
like you're already on your third cup of coffee and you're just doing everything you can to stay awake dude trust me working on the beach like you have to sit there for seven hours i've become mm. very accustomed to doing hop all the time people are probably like what is, is he dying like why is <laughs> he breathing so yeah he's dying <laughs> have you ever fallen asleep in class like bad enough that like everyone's noticed Hmm. I used to sleep in high school a lot, like purposely. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't think I have. Not, not I've never fallen asleep in college. I don't think so either. I've I've definitely had my moments where like you're leaning on like your fist or something, and you just start to go. Maybe you're out for like one two seconds, but but I've never been out so long that like someone has to. Hey, dude. Actually, now that I remember, I did fall asleep in one class last year after we did an all nighter. And, like, I just remember there was, like, 30 minutes left, and I was like, I can make it. And I was like, but I'm just going to lean on my arm. Like like you said, next thing, the person beside me just tapped me, and they were like, dude, class is over. And, like, everyone was gone. (laughs) I was like, oh, oops. There was one kid in in high school. He fell asleep in math class, and the the teacher was actually a pretty funny guy, so he didn't do anything about it. Like, everyone noticed, and everyone's laughing about it because, you know, it's high school. Everyone's like making a huge deal out of the fact this kid's just knocked out right over at his desk. And um, so the teacher's like, all right, class ends in about five minutes. Nobody wake him up. Just let him go. So like as soon as the bell rang, we we had like a very light and quiet bell. So it didn't wake the kid up. And everyone just quietly like gets up, gathers their things. Even the teacher walks out because it's lunch. So he just like leaves the kid in there alone, turns the lights off, shuts the door. <laughs> He just left him in there asleep at the desk. So this kid wakes up in an empty classroom with the lights off and just like, oh, shit. At 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I saw him walking to lunch like 20 minutes late. Something woke him up. Still, dude, that's the way to do it. Because he's like, oh, the teacher knew and he trolled me. <laughs> yeah, because it's not one of those things where like the the teacher embarrasses you in front of everyone. He like, he just allows it to happen yeah they, he embarrassed him in a funny way yeah like he got the whole class on the teacher's side that's what i like <laughs> dude because when someone falls asleep in class a lot of kids are like are you serious I'm like really yeah i mean unless you're in that situation when all you want is sleep mm. trust me I you know what i would have given for sleep in some of those classes after all-nighters where you're just like oh please i should just walk out right now and go right back to my dorm and sleep this isn't worth it dude i remember one all-nighter I had this math pi- math packet due, and I like I finished at like three o'clock, four a.m. But I had the class at eight, so I was like, honestly, like I'm just gonna wait, just go and hand it in. And I ended up feeling like really sick around there. But I got there and I gave it to the kid who sat next to me, and I go, "We just hand this in. I haven't slept yet." And he goes, "Yeah, sure." So I went back. So I didn't think anything of it. Next class, he goes, "Oh, by the way, we haven't handed this in yet," and he just hands it to me. And I was like, "Oh." could have could have just slept and then like actually got on with my day because mm. if you get four hours like it's not fun but it's it's way better than none oh yeah dude I, there was one time i pulled a real all-nighter where you don't even get to nap for, for like 15 minutes and you just you work through the whole night and then you just shower in the morning like you actually slept and you start your whole routine again like brush your teeth and everything and dude i, I started to get so lightheaded and my, my legs just started shaking. It was like I was about to pass out. I had to sit down and, and like, do some deep breathing. Wow. Because I was just, my body was so deprived. And that was actually the day before we went to that, um, we went to that beach with uh, Gwen and Jenna, Chris and Bobby. 
Oh, that uh, place in Chris's neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was right, it was the day before that. So when we were there and we were drinking, I felt so weak. <laughs> I was freezing. I, could, I couldn't make my own body heat because I was just so deprived of, of sleep. Wow. It's Dude, crazy, man. Drinking when you're tired is bittersweet because, like, it makes it better, but you're like, oh, I know this is only going to make it worse right after. Yeah, yeah. You're just, you're doing that uh, that moment-to-moment pleasure. <laughs> That's how I live, dude. <laughs> Speaking of moments, moment pleasure. Let's crack some beers. Let's crack some beers. Break some bread. Today, as of yesterday, the same as yesterday, rather, we're drinking Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. It's becoming fall, so beers are getting yeah. heavier and sweeter with all this pumpkin shit in them. Everyone loves that pumpkin flavor. Mmm, punky, punky. It's funny because, like, pumpkin is not really, like, it's not really like a meal that someone would ever be like, oh, you know what I could go for right now? Some pumpkin. <laughs> it's not like a common food or anything. It's just like strictly flavor in the fall, and Dude, that's it. Like if you try to hand someone some pumpkin shit in the middle of summer, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? Get this away from me. I'm not ready for this yet. We should just put a pumpkin right in the middle of the table with forks. <laughs> mm. like pumpkin, they, people just bowl. like the smell of it and like the general aroma. I feel like no one really likes the taste. Like... I don't even think you can eat pumpkin. I know you can eat the seeds. I think you can eat it to survive. Like if pumpkin you to. pie, bro. There, that must. That's like, must be like a paste of pumpkin. Oh yeah, it's just like, like some flavor. And I don't, I don't even know. I've never made a pumpkin pie. Dude, Dude, pumpkin pie. I need to pumpkin. diversify my uh, cooking skills. Make some some nice pies. You know, speaking of pies, it is apple season, bro. And CN Smith is right down the street. Don't tempt me like that, man. I think we should have a pie baking contest. A pie baking contest. Let's do it, dude. Let's go head to head. If I'm <laughs> making my own pie, dude, I'm making it edible. Oh. It's going to be funky. It's going to have that, that zoo-zoo in it. <laughs> that zoo-zoo. <laughs> <laughs> a little extra kick. That would, dude, that would be nice. Mm. I'll just roll something. <laughs> just eat the pumpkin pie after you smoke yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just get us there right away. We got the incense burning. Pretty much exactly the way we had it set up yesterday. I think it's time that we break some bread, ladies and gentlemen. This one is for you. This is our apology. <laughs> Drew, shall you? Off oh, camera, of course. Myself. It's tobacco. Is it? It is. Mmm, beer. Yeah, so I've essentially transported my bedroom into this room. This is all the trippy shit I can find from my bedroom. So I went home last night and I literally had one light. It was so dark. <laughs> Looks like you've moved out. I like the things you brought here. You brought this beautiful rat skeleton. Um, shout out Nana. Shout out Nana. At first I thought it was real. You tricked me at first. Nana tells me that she's buying us a full-size skeleton. Just like that. Plastic, plastic. We should decorate it seasonally. We should. We got to name him. <laughs> what do we name him? Oh, we have to think of that later once we see him. Jeremy. It's like a baby <laughs> man. You can't name it until it's out there in the world. <laughs> You're looking at it. Yeah, because you get too attached. Mm. I think my mom told me she was going to name me uh, She was gonna name me Jacob. But it was that like typical story. She was like, but when I saw you in the hospital, I was like, he's a Drew. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Dude, my name was think was possibly going to be Cole. 
Cole. Dude, the Jake and Cole podcast. <laughs> that should be our name. Jake and Cole. Jake and Cole. Dirt Farmers. The Dirt, yeah. We also came up with a slogan for this podcast last night during episode zero, the last episode. It is toiling endlessly for nothing. That is our slogan. It is. That's what we do here. That's what we strive for here at the Bad Podcast. That is definitely what we were doing last night. <laughs> you guys should have seen us last night, or you guys or girls or however you self-identify. I don't want to touch on any two hot button issues here. But um, <laughs> you should have seen us last night, man. We After we lost the first podcast, we were trying so hard to see if we could pull up any remnants of it anywhere. We even recorded an apology video afterwards where we uh, we set the whole studio up again, recorded that apology, and then... <laughs> Mr. Brett Lally, in his infinite wisdom, accidentally touched the power cord, and we again lost the audio. So at that point, we said, you know what? It's about midnight over here. We still have nothing to show for our hours of turmoil, and... We might just call it a night and try again tomorrow. Dude, so we, here we are. Well, we edited that video with the camera audio again. The same mistake. And then we went to upload that to YouTube and we were getting YouTube up. We couldn't even get the YouTube upload screen to go. So we were like, we're literally toiling endlessly for absolutely nothing here. And I was like, I need to go home because I hadn't eaten a thing since two in the afternoon. And it was after midnight. It's all exercise though, man. We really, like you said, exercised our podcasting muscles, really stretched it out. And here we are going for round two. It's a lot more long-form talking. Mm. Like, you really let the other person go for a little while. Mm. It's not like in a regular conversation, it's like boom, 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 boom. But here it's yeah. like you let them go, and then you think of your response. I like it. It's totally different. Something we've never really tried before, and it's something that I think I'm totally unaccustomed to. You know, like, being at, like, if you're, if you're at, a, like, a college party, or you're just around campus, they train you on those, like, elevator speech topics, just like, oh, like, who are you? Like, what's your major? Oh, Can I'm this. Like, exactly. Like, the icebreakers. One size fits all. <laughs> like, oh, you get to know a little about that person. They get to know a little bit about you. But this is better because you get to you get to go deep, right down to the nitty gritty. Right down the nitty. We actually got into it last time with relativity versus like. Yeah, we got a little too deep. We we might have we might have um, ruffled some feathers last night. I don't know, but we'll never find out. Yeah, I, we will I, though. We I'm, will for the secret episode. I'm thinking that of the secret episode, we might have to, like, just keep it unlisted and then make some, like, scavenger hunt to like find make, the link. <laughs> make, like, random drops of information. But then now that I realize that only one person would have to do it and they could just share the link. I'm not worried about it. I, I, I want people to hear it. Because mm. it, was, it was pretty interesting, man. It was. That was. It was epic, dude. That was where it all started. What were some of the things we talked about? Dude, actually, I'm sorry to interrupt, but now that I think about it, I probably jinxed it, calling it episode zero. Really? Because everyone's like, why wasn't it episode one? And I was just thinking, like, it's episode zero, start zero. Yeah, I mean, when you're in programming, isn't zero the Computer first Computer science, integer? it all starts with zero. Yeah. So we were just trying to be technical with it. We were just trying to be exactly technically correct and... We, we jinxed our, the, the computer probably glitched out because of that. That was why. <laughs> Didn't know what to do without that one. It's like, I ain't no computer. I'm a human. <laughs> First integer, one. It's too sentient. Oh, speaking of pumpkins, I didn't realize there was one right in front of oh, us. Oh, dude, there's another little thing Nana bought us. She, oh, she bought this? Yeah. I thought she, like, made it. No, she bought that. It's a little orange pumpkin that's been spray-painted green with a face on it. And it looks like stitches on the side. Ooh, badass, dude. Yeah. It actually kind of looks like the Cookie Monster guy. 
except not blue. Oh, the um, the garbage guy. Oh what yes, the rather Oscar. the garbage guy, Oscar. Oscar the what? Trash man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what were dude? What were those creatures on on Sesame Street? Although were were they supposed to be actual things or were they just random? Were they just the weird ideas of these uh, writers? I literally remember Elmo, the bird, and I think there was some fish in a fish tank. I think it was a goldfish. I'm Captive. not sure. I, I vaguely remember there being a, a fish. Dude, I was talking about this the other day of how I don't you don't realize how weird the cartoons you watched when you grew up were until you watched them again as an adult. SpongeBob's not weird, dude. Don't say that. SpongeBob is a great show. SpongeBob. Well, I say weird in the form that like you wouldn't think that this would be a kids show mm. when you watch it nowadays. You know, what's a good example of that? Well, well, we just said SpongeBob has those weird clips in them, um, like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Did you ever watch that one? I loved that show. That was actually my my sisters and I. That was that was our favorite show growing up. And it was so. Looking back at it, it was so trippy and and just like it makes a lot weird. of sense. Yeah, it definitely had some formative aspects in your personality. Hey man, I wouldn't be the man I am today without Courage the Cowardly Dog to have guided my childhood. You're making me look bad. <laughs> you damn dog. This the whole back dude. I was talking about the other day how they this setting was literally the middle of nowhere. Well, didn't they live in like Nowheresville or something? No, it was like the way they started off was that they live in a in like a house in the middle of nowhere, and and Eustace was a dirt farmer. Like he just he had this big plot of dirt. There was no he was a he was like a failed farmer. Eustace he had no crops. Was a, the original dirt farmer, dude. <laughs> yeah, like what he had that shitty truck, and they had the little rusty windmill that just kept spinning. Oh yeah, and that it was where they creaked lived. in like their B roll. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, what was the whole point of that? Like, why were they in the middle of nowhere? Was that just to add to the spooky setting? Yeah, it must be. Dude, that Bigfoot episode, my favorite. I don't recall the Bigfoot episode. I remember, what was the wife's name, Muriel? Yeah. Yeah, like, I think that, like, she had invited him into the, the kitchen. And then, like, like Courage just, like, turned the corner and, like, there was just Bigfoot in there. And then, like, they're hiding him from Eustace or something. <laughs> Dude, that was a funny Oh, one. and he was, like, friendly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I remember that now. There was a bounty on his head, and, like, Eustace was going out like, I'm going to catch me a Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dirt farmer. You heard it here first. Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot's real? Bigfoot's real. It's fun to believe he's real. I think we should try to capture ourselves a Bigfoot. Should we go squatching? <laughs> I think we should go. I think we should go squatching as the Squatch. Oh. I think we should dress up as Bigfoot. Or rather, dress you up as Bigfoot because I don't. I probably wouldn't make a convincing Bigfoot, and just have you run around the trails or something. You know, like run out, run out of the trails in the middle of passing period, and like slap some books out of a kid's hand, then just run back into the trails. The thing is, monkey costumes are so unconvincing, dude. Hmm. We need to get some Hollywood level shit. Yeah. If you're from Hollywood and can get us wicked expensive costumes, leave it in the comments. We could perhaps genetically engineer. Our own Bigfoot. Dude, this is low-key my dream. <laughs> we need to we need to combine a chimp and a human to be the ultimate athlete. <laughs> and introduce it into the surrounding environments. Just bring it back into humanity. He might not speak great English, but... What about the Neanderthal? Can we bring back the Neanderthal? I would love to. 
they have the DNA. They have they have it in um like the marrow of some preserved bones. I was reading. Think we could get our hands on it? I think we could get our hands on it, but I can't speak to as if we'll be able to do anything with it after we have it. <laughs> I'll give it to Bobby. I'll I can barely up. set up a podcast, man. I don't know if I can do any. I don't know if I can splice DNA like that. Just a little bit of water, a little sugar, drop that DNA right in there, put it in the freezer overnight. Fry it up in the morning. And fry it up in the morning. That's how it's done. You just crack the egg. Do you think that with the combined knowledge and resources of like BSU's science science lab or something, that we could make this happen? Hmm. Like get some get some uh, chemistry and biology students working for us? Dude, I, I honestly don't know if they have that equipment. I really don't think they could do it. Yeah, I don't know about that. They just got this like nice observatory. I think that's the best. Thing. <laughs> like we can look at the clouds because <laughs> it's always cloudy. <laughs> yeah, you can't see any stars in Bridgewater. No, you really can't. And you think that you could because it's like a little more rural than where we're like mm. at least well Freetown ain't more rural than it's, but Holbrook is more rural than. Yeah, yeah, Freetown's pretty woodsy. That's where we'd find a Bigfoot if we were looking. The Freetown State Forest. Let's get it. Or just, you know, rednecks. Dude, we like... got to dress Bobby up as a female Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm. And, r- and during the rut. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you have to bait it in with sex. Exactly. We got to be ready sex with sells. the gun, though. Do we want to kill it? We, so we're already on the board. Jury's still out on whether or not it exists, but we have decided we're going to kill it if it exists. Dude, if it exists, I want to make it not exist anymore. <laughs> I want to, dude, if that, we're going to literally mount that thing right here, standing. We might have to make them like crouch because it's a little high. <laughs> dude, I love that. That's like a trend in like TV shows. Like all these, like, there's so many TV shows about finding Bigfoot. But I saw one on TV that was called Killing Bigfoot. Ooh. There's a there's a TV show out there called Killing Bigfoot. And that's what I love is that with humans, we just we know what we want right off the bat. Like some of these other shows haven't even gotten to the consensus that Bigfoot exists. But this one show, this one series, they're they're like, we don't know if it's there, but if it is, we're gonna fucking take care of it. It exists and I want it on my wall. <laughs> Don't even want to... Do you want to study it? No. God, no. I just want to kill it. You can take pictures. <laughs> One. $20. That's probably the, the way it would go. It really is. Dude, going back to the Neanderthal, Neanderthal thing, I've heard that red hair in humans is a byproduct of interbreeding with Neanderthals. Really? Like, Homo sapiens never had it before they interbred. I don't know. I feel like that's a real diss at, like, redheads. <laughs> you fucking Neanderthals! Can't wait till you go extinct. He's just like, oh, y'all got Neanderthal DNA, and he's like, what? Dude, like, my stash grows in grows in a little more red. Yeah, I figured you'd be a little Neanderthal. That's why I'm good at football. <laughs> Are you now? Oh man, I was the best football player ever since I was even a little before I was born. Football, man. That's a great topic. Mm. <laughs> you know we both love football. Yeah, here at the Brett and Drew podcast, any form of sports ball is highly valued and prized. We do love our sports ball. On Sundays, when everybody's getting ready, Drew and I are generally making jokes and hanging in the other room. Yeah, Sunday used to be my church day, but I'd solely reserved for the sports ball game now. Yeah, I actually converted to the church of Tom Brady. 
I'm sure we could actually get some tax breaks if we made that. We could get some converts. For sure. Dude, what's up with the weird, like, just adoration of Tom Brady? Like, I understand he's probably one of the best athletes that's ever existed. Hmm. But, I don't like, know. people fangirl The and best fangirl athlete ever? Yeah, hey, man, I'm talking to someone who doesn't know sports at all. I, I just know from what I hear, he's got to be – I mean, it could just be because I'm from New England. Hmm. I mean, sure. I, would say, I would say quarterback, but athlete. Like, yeah, yeah, you're probably I wonder right. how many pull-ups he can do. I wonder, like, if Tom Brady can do a handstand. You want to you wanna get him on the bodyweight workout with you. Dude. Like, have him work out side by side and see, how, see if you can, like, just beat him in, in endurance. Honestly, I don't think I could. Like, I think just with all the lifting, they have the greatest coaches in the world, dude. Mm. Like, there's no way that they don't know what they're doing. But I also feel like Tom Brady's just like all he has to do is like study more of like the abstract game. Mm. Like it's more of like just put the ball where it is, and then that's like he he's more thinking of like the flow of the game and like where this person's going to go. It's more right. of a mental thing. Yeah, it's it's like chess. It really is, dude. Like field chess. It is, dude. I I don't know. I've I have mixed feelings about football. I think it's really cool, and I'd probably get more into it had I been into it as a child, you know? Mm. Like, I was just never big into sports in general, so I don't think I ever, like, grew that love for it, you know? There's not a single football thing or sport thing hanging on the wall at home. Oh, no. Like, my like my family watches it, but, like, there's no real diehard fans. Yeah, my dad used to watch hockey a lot, and we would mm. have people over for the for the Super Bowl, but I think that's just because it's part the of Stanley our culture. Or the, or the Super Bowl. I said Super Bowl, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. For like for um, went for the football game. Oh, okay, I that was the only that. that was the only game that like uh, our family cared about. But that's because it's just part of like American culture at this point. Like you watch the Super Bowl. Everyone like the watches the Super Bowl. I like the commercials, dude. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I I refuse to watch commercials no matter how well produced. Dude, those are some of the best ads in the world. Dude, what are, you, are we gonna get ads on here? or Are we gonna keep this shit? grassroots it is way too far in the beginning they could put ads on our video without even Mm. without our as a consent and we won't make money from it either because we're playing music exactly we'll have to learn this shit as we go yeah it's so weird man youtube used to be a much different place dude youtube has dude they got it they got the the greatest opportunity in their hands and it's just sinking right through as they just make one mistake after another it's just falling between their fingers because people used to love it because of how, like, f- just open source it was. It was just a place to upload your videos and anyone could watch them. But now it's more of a business. It's more of a tool to make money. So now every- when money gets involved, people start to get weird. People start to get real oh, yeah. weird. Dude, especially... Oh, camera died. <laughs> Excuse us for one moment. But yeah, dude, once, once money's involved, it totally changes the game. Because personal gain is involved. Mm-hmm. Like, when, dude, when someone dies and, like, there's money involved in estates and shit. Oh, my dude, God. people's claws come out. That has been, like, the reason for most. I mean, I've every family has their drama and every family has their bullshit. But I feel like most family dramas come from that. Family members dying and then some of the money is somehow split unequally and people just get mad. Well, hello, Vinny Banco. Nope, it's Bobby. Bo- How did Bobby get from upstairs 
there. He must have went out the front door around. Bobby, come in here. Bobby, come on in here, buddy. Bobby, we want you on, buddy. We just want to. We've been making shout outs, man. We need you to come over here. Shout out Bobby Anderson. All right, I'm looking at Bobby Anderson right now. He's in the uh, kitchen opening the fridge. It looks like he's grabbing a. Uh, oh, is that a beer? What do you got there? Looks like a torpedo. Bobby doesn't want to be on the podcast. Oh, he's going to be. He has to. Bobby, will you give us two minutes on the podcast? He's got to come this way anyway. Bobby's busy. <laughs> busy with that beer. <laughs> I'm busy getting fucked up. <laughs> um, Bobby. Yeah. Can you shut the curtain? Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. What? Shut this curtain. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, what were we talking about? Something about you giving me $20. Oh, word. I, I don't have my wallet on me, but I'll, after the show. Cool. You could just hit me later. Word. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, people start, like, that, it's so weird to watch how how animal people get mm. once once you, like, dangle a dollar bill in front of their face. People will do anything. And it's not even like they... Well, not, um, like a lot of cases, it's not even like they really need it. It's just the icing on it. Like yeah. it's like they're getting a little something, something. It's security too. Like think about what people will do for a salary. Oh, like you'll sell your soul for a good job. Oh yeah, dude. Even if you don't, even if the company's doing something like that, you don't believe in. Like think about working at like Comcast. Hello, Raytheon. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you're working at Raytheon, you're you're manufacturing like equipment that you know will be used to blow up some like small villa in the middle east meanwhile you get like the greatest benefits you could ever imagine mm. and like if you just sit back and what's the word i'm looking for if you just not resign but you just submit if you submit if you sit back and just submit to the man you will absolutely just be taken care of at every turn well yeah that's that's the that's the whole artistic piece that's been painted before us is like the American dream. You know, you, you shut up and work hard and one day all the hard work will pay off because you'll be on top, you know, like you'll be the, you'll be the boss, you'll be the guy in charge, but you just have to work for whoever's in charge now until they're gone. And then you're sure to move your way up. You've ascended the chimp hierarchy to the top chimp. Mm -hmm. Like now I get to make the rules. It's crazy, man. People want power very badly. Dude, because power is money, and money is power. It's all the same thing. It's all influence. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking from any, like, enlightened standpoint either, because, fuck, I love money. I hate money. I hate power. I hate influence, dude. I hate resources. I just want to starve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was, a, there was a song lyric like that from a rapper. I can't remember who said it. I'm not a rapper. A rapper. <clears throat> Brett is a rapist. I'm a rapper. Oh, no, dude. That When you think about it, that's what that would be like the correct term for someone who composes rap, right? Like a an artist. Rapist. Yeah, there's music artists. And a sub-genre of that a is rapper. the rapists. Hmm. That, that one was already so. taken, though. You don't want to be associated with that well, word. Well, I guess there's rappers and then there's rapists. Of course. It's a, su it's a subgroup. <laughs> Rappers who rape? Exactly. <laughs> the whole package, dude. <laughs> Shit. 
that's that's probably not where you want to be as a as a rapper. Not necessarily, dude. Look at Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely doing well. Dude, I was talking about that with someone too is how a lot of times celebrities will make these career ending moves that you think will ruin them, but then they're just right back in the mix. And then there's always that Charlie Sheen who dives nose first into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Remember Paula Dean? Dude, she I recovered. used to love Paula Deen. She recovered pretty quickly. She really did. Well, dude, Paula Deen proved the AZ rule. Yeah, it. but it's like everyone absolutely shit on her for that. Which rightfully I so. Think, yeah, rightfully so. And it was like it was going to be her career ender that she wasn't going to come back from this. Dude, it was like six months and she was already signing a new television deal. Like, people forget about that shit real quick. Well, maybe it's because the white old ladies who watch her don't give a shit. That's exactly <laughs> the thing. It's the networks that have to make, they have to make the whole, they have to keep up the facade. And they're like, oh, you know, um, th- she, this is unacceptable and this is not what we stand for. They release the super long, you know, statement um, that they will be cutting ties. But that's only to maintain their, like, politically correct stature. So everyone sees that they do that. And just when the heads are turned... And enough time has passed, they just let her back in. No, yeah, the eyes are yeah, off. Because they know that their viewers don't care. <clears throat> they just have to make that appearance and make it look like they tried. I think that this is a great springboard to talk about a big current event, something that's blown up mm. re- in recent recent times. And it's this Bridgewater State University teacher <laughs> yep. who has put a explicit Facebook message and has been supported by students and ousted by others. And it's pretty much a whole gray area, but it's it's gone to, I believe, national news, dude. Dude, I've been seeing it all over Facebook. I've been seeing it on my news feed. It's crazy. And I haven't read too much about it. But, I mean, from what I can surmise, he, he just posted like a very, what was it, anti-Donald Trump statement on his Facebook page. Correct. And then one of his students um, found the status and then kind of ousted him. Who, like just a conservative student or something and now he's just facing that backlash because people are saying that maybe he's not he's trying to make it a uh, environment that's not safe for republicans or whatever the deal may be mm. dude i have really only read his actual his actual facebook post and then i read the letter that was composed by the bridgewater students in support of him and then i read the letter written by the, the person who had ousted him defending herself and mm. from that, man, it's a great, it's a real, real gray situation. There's no goods or bads. There's no black and white. Mm. I'm going to have to join you on the relative train here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, dude. It's just, um, I heard it was an old status too. I heard it had happened like a year ago. Really? Yeah. Did you read the, uh, the email from President Clark? I did not. Yeah, all the students got an email, and it was it was like on behalf of the campus community, and just like basically him saying that he was in support of the professor. I mean, it's one of those things that I compare it to the whole like kneeling during the national anthem during the football game. Dude, games. another hot topic. Right I'm now. I'm just like, I read his Facebook status, and I thought it was kind of like distasteful, but it wasn't anything that would make if I were if I were like an active Trump supporter. It's not anything that I think would make me feel unwelcome in his class. You don't think so? I think that I would hope that it would raise the topic 
and that they'd be able to debate it or talk about it in class. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know like what his class was like. I don't know uh, if he if he actively ranted about that in class and made it like a hostile environment, or if he was just putting out his opinion on his personal channel. Because you you really do need to be able to say those things. As hard as it is, he didn't he didn't like say I'm going to hurt any Trump supporter who's in my class. I'm going to fail any Trump supporter. Yeah, he didn't mention anything about class or the school or being a professor, I don't think. The first line of it was essentially saying that he had t he had students who are like I I presume transgender students who are afraid that they would be killed when he was when he was first elected because of what they were wearing. I presume men's hmm. clothes or women's clothes. Right, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, dude, like, it's a hard situation. I feel like unless the only people who really know what it's like to have him as a professor are the students who have had him as a professor. Like it, it just from the outside, anyone looking in, it just looks like another. It just looks like more political banter. I mean, seeing anti-Trump statuses has been nothing new over the past year. Dude, people blow off a lot of steam yeah. on Facebook. I've seen so much anti-Trump shit online, and I've also seen so much anti, you know, like, libtard snowflake shit online, too. Both sides are just really, like, rearing up for a fight right now. I really don't know where, what I feel about this situation yet. I want, I personally want to talk to the teacher, and I'd personally like to talk to somebody who had him for a class. Mm. That'd be cool to get him on a podcast. It really would. What was his name? I, I really, I think it was Garrett something. I know the first name was Garrett. I'd like to pull it up. Young Jamie over here. <laughs> pull that shit up. Young Drew. Pull that up for me, Jamie. What do we got here? I suppose it's time to throw out a couple little shout-outs. Dickie, we love you, buddy. You're always the first shout-out here. I'd also like to shout-out Alex Goss. Mike Kotleski, Chris Demers, Bobby Anderson, Vinny Banco, Nick Prisco. Let's throw some other shout-outs. Well, Connor Glasheen, Mike McGloin, Beer. Beer. And the cup holders that Beer oh, sits upon. Wow, I almost didn't get that. I didn't get that. I'm glad you said it. See this right here? Look at this nice, custom, beautifully sewn cup hold it's not a cup holder it's a coaster remember i forgot that word for like a solid 10 minutes the other day oh my god here here we are at the uh, bad podcast we don't know what coasters are wait hold on coasters made by our friend gwen gwen thank you so much you're a sweetie you're probably our biggest fan and probably the only person who's still watching at this point so we thank you for coming into our life and becoming such a good friend so quickly and I think that does it for shout-outs. Shout-out Uncle Joey. And shout-out to Garrett Nichols, who is the professor that we were just talking about. No, 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 name drop. Garrett Nichols, I would love to have you on the podcast, and we can talk some Trump talk. If talk you some know, politics. If you know Garrett Nichols, please help us get in contact with him so we can talk. Mm. I want to... I honestly just... Because everybody... Nobody knows what this dude is, what he's saying. Like, I'd love to have him on and then have the student that, like, ousted him on. Oh, that could never happen at the same time. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> the first fit can, no, the first uh, fist fight on the bad cast. We could just yeah, we could organize it and not tell them. <laughs> oh, dude, no, we can't do that. <laughs> We're just like, oh yeah, um, it's gonna be next Friday at five, and then you just tell the other you know, next Friday at five. Uh, yep, please come through. We'd love to talk to you. And they we did we have one walk in the front door, one the side door, and they just both meet in the middle. That would be bad, dude. They would leave. Both of them would leave. Yeah, that'd be some Maury shit. That one. <laughs> He is not the father. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But... That's what, dude. That's really what this podcast is about: is hearing shit that's happening around us and being able to let the person, whether, dude, whether they're right or wrong. This dude could be. We don't know. He could be bad. He could be good. But the whole thing is, we want to give him a fair shot to yeah. say what he has to say. Yeah, and same with the. I would love to hear the the genuine viewpoints of everyone else that's saying that that you know he shouldn't be making statuses like this because I'm all for free speech, and I know free speech is one of those things right now that is becoming that gray area where people want to. It, it's there's a very gray line right now between free speech and hate speech. Absolutely, dude. Great point. And it's like really freaking everyone out. Everyone's really on edge because. Well, that's a Thomas Jefferson quote, right? Where it's like, oh, actually, I don't believe that's a Jefferson quote. But it's like, I don't agree with a word of what you're saying, but I would die for your ability to say it. I butchered that, but I got the bit Close enough, idea. though. Yeah, that, dude, that's that's the same thing as the, uh, the whole kneeling at the National Anthem thing that's going on right now, too. What do you think about that? See, again, coming from a non-sports background, I just, I... I'm so apathetic about it in general. I just don't care that much about sports. And I I really like it doesn't affect me. So it so obviously doesn't affect me when someone's either kneeling or not kneeling that I just find it hard to be mad at someone for that. But I totally see the argument of of it being disrespectful and whatnot. But I think that if the message behind it is strong enough, then it's a perfect symbol. I feel like people are treating the national anthem like it's the the like the line where you sign your consent. Yeah, to like, like I, f- I feel like American. they think of the uh, national anthem like the Constitution. Yeah, it's like you if know? you don't if you don't pay absolute respect to every single one, then you are absolutely not an American anymore, and you should be gunned down in the streets. But that's not how it is. You need to understand. Maybe this dude has a point. Maybe he doesn't. What do we got there? Camera's still on? Oh, you stopped recording that one. Just going to... uh... There we go. There we go. We could probably cut that little bit out. Mm. We're almost out of our first incense. It's amazing, like, how you just stop smelling something once it goes for so long. Yeah, but I'm sure if someone else walked in the room right now, they would be like, whoa, way too much incense in here. Like coughing, walking up the stairs. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see, but there's a a smoke detector directly above me. And it's just a mm. countdown of how many episodes until that smoke detector goes off. Yeah, we've had smoke detector problems before, so hopefully right now isn't when it's going to strike, but you never know. <laughs> oh, no, this one's way more high-pitched and, like, mind-numbing. Oh. It hurts. There's just one right above mind. my bed. Is there? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I had that when we were in the dorms. About three feet above my head was the speaker. Oh. No bueno. 
Oh, I wish you lived in uh, Shea Durgan when I did. We had we had this winter where the fire alarm kept going off like over and over and over again. Happened three times in one night in the middle of a blizzard. So we were all standing outside, like right in the front of Shea Durgan, in the middle of like the largest blizzard of that year. And it wasn't even it wasn't even plowed yet because the trucks hadn't come through. So all these students are like in their pajamas and they're fucking standing out there like knee high in the snow, barefoot pretty much. And everyone's just freezing cold. We were out there for, I think, 20 minutes. And they had to open up ECC to let us in because they couldn't get the uh, fire alarm to go off. So it wasn't plowed and you had to walk to ECC. Dude, it was crazy. Down it was like hill? the March of the Penguins. Like there was, there was snow whipping in our face and people were falling over. There were shoes and like scarves left like all over the ground. Like people lost shit. And it's clearly <laughs> like an error. Yeah. Like they just couldn't. That's the thing. They couldn't let us back in the building by law because the alarm was going off, even though like the fire department has already been there and they, they said that it's a faulty alarm. And like they just, but they can't let us back in even the lobby because it's just like, I mean, if God forbid something had happened, BSU would be hella liable. Oh my God, dude. In my high school, if you went to Spelman with me, shout out. But the principal at the time, there was a bomb threat written on a bathroom wall and the principal erased it, dude, because it was like one of a series of ones that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. But can you imagine just erasing a bomb threat? Like, what if this, what if that was the real one? That would suck for him. Her. Her and everyone involved. Dude, are you a fucking Patreon? I, I shouldn't have assumed. Patriarch, I shouldn't dude. have assumed like that. That was, that was bad for Zer. No, that's not even right. Oh. <laughs> Gender. We need to get. A, what do you say? We need to get a graph of gender pronouns. They. Use you gotta they. come correct. They, them you gotta come correct when you're putting this shit out online, because someone can just capture that one moment of me talking and just be like, "Look at this misogynist, sexist piece of shit, white cis male." I've known Drew for a long time, and trust me, Drew hates women. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I've known Brett for a long time, and you can't trust him. <laughs> you can't trust him for a second. Don't trust me then. Goes without trolling. Drew, you got any shout outs, buddy? Got any shout outs? Hmm. No, you can't trust me either. I hate everyone equally. What if we do anti shout outs? Canadian shout outs, dude. Anti shout outs? Like, just shout outs to people we don't like? You shout out the polar opposite of the person you'd like to shout out. I'd like to shout out Hitler, aka Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to shout out Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a good shout-out. Jizo's a pretty cool guy. Jizo was, dude. Yeah. It's that ideal that we all have to live up to. Yeah, I don't I don't like many organized religions, but I think that your boy Jizo probably stood for some for some nice things while he was around. Jesus, I mean, he, he was a philosopher. He was not a prophet. Yeah, you don't get remembered for, for like, being a shitbag, you know? Like, he has to have been a good guy, if you can assume that most of those biblical stories are true. Dude, literally our time is based off him. Mm, there's one thing I don't fuck with, though, where he continues to repeat himself throughout the text and just like, for I am the Lord. Like, if you're the Lord, you shouldn't have to be reminding everyone you're the Lord over and over again. True. Dude, I, there was one there's one story that I heard on the Jordan Peterson podcast that I really liked. And it was so someone from his hometown had came and it was like told him, Jesus, like one of your uncles died. Like, you got to come home and like help us. Like, we're going to have to bury him and do all this stuff. 
And Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. I'm about my, I'm, I'm out doing my father's work right now. And again, hmm. butchered that one, but. So what is his message there? That he did not have a lot of time. Like, it's like the idea that your He's mission hard. is bigger than you. Mm. Like that thing that is your truly feel called, like why you're here. That yeah. is bigger than you. And it's bigger than the emotions that you have about an, an ape that was related to you. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing the Lord's work. Dude, he was here to to give us Christianity to fight over for generations. Mm. I mean, a lot of good came from that, but a lot of uh, crusades. A lot. Of other, <laughs> other shit came Are from you really that. a Christian? Do you fuck with the Lord? <laughs> Do you fuck with the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to finish this puppy off. So, Brett, how, how religious are you? How has your religion evolved from throughout your time here at BSU? Well, I'll take it a step back before BSU. I was raised Roman Catholic. And before I started thinking, I was very, very much Catholic, just blindly followed it. And then my faith started corroding around eighth grade. And I then went to a Catholic high school where I was and where I encountered a lot of teachers who hadn't really examined their beliefs and at that time I was kind of an asshole who had something to prove so I would ask a lot of leading questions and I kind of like swapped from being super religious to mm. super militantly atheist and that carried on through all of high school but I backed off it in the end I just kind of stopped caring but when I came to college and majored in philosophy and started talking about all this shit, and we started talking about God in like a more practical way, like more of like a total, like literally the totality of everything, like like the the realm in which we exist, like all thoughts and all things, like that's God. It's not a man. It's it's just th like the infinite. Right, right. And then I started coming back, and I started like the needle, like like the pendulum swung like one way and then the other way, and then it. It just landed in the middle, and now I'm much more of there. Dude, there's definitely something bigger. Like, there's some universal mm. power. There's some like that energy that makes all living things live. Like right. for all intents and purposes, that's God to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty much on the same page with you, man. I I had a semi somewhat Catholic upbringing. Definitely not as heavy as you because you went to a Catholic school. Catholic schools, by the way, I feel like are a great way to scare people away from the religion. Dude, there's a lot. Dude, Spelman was a good school. And there was a lot of people who really... And it was... Dude, it was easy to get into Catholicism there. Like, there was mm. electric guitars at the masses and stuff. <laughs> like, it was not hot. It was not like... Well, they market it to the youth. Exactly. They put that, they put that, uh, that little youth stamp on it. Dude. Cool Jesus. Yeah, have you seen all those... Um, <laughs> All those uh, like mega churches online. Oh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, like those huge, huge. They're like concerts. Like people are lined up. There's like glow sticks and shit, and they're like bands playing. Dude, I heard that there's like a donation machine there, where like you can just put your credit card in and just donate to the church. Tax free. Tax free, baby. Dude, this is a this is a church now. I think that using the the church route is a great way to stave off taxes. I think so, too. We got to do. Let's just talk about God for like a little bit every episode. Mm. I think that's a movement. 
I think that God is most accurately portrayed as a cold beer. <laughs> Dude, agreed. I would cheers you to that, but you're empty. Cheers yeah. to some water. Perfect. May it kill my buzz. Yeah, religion's a heavy topic. But um yeah, I, I had a I went to CCD, first communion, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And at that point I was still I had believed it pretty much up until uh pretty much up until high school. I maintained some element of faith. Um however, I started asking a lot of questions when I was in CCD and I wasn't really satisfied with a lot of the answers that some of the nuns would give me because it was pretty much school with nuns, you know? I used, I got in trouble once because I asked them if um I was really young. I must have been like shit, I must have been like 8. <laughs> I asked them if um if spirits were real, then wouldn't that mean ghosts are real? I'm just using kid logic here. You know, I'm like, oh, like spirits and ghosts, of course. So I asked her and she got so mad at me, dude. She like, she brought me down to this like dungeon-esque area in the basement of the church and like sat me alone at this desk. And she was like, now you sit there and think about what you did. You're like, I still don't know. <laughs> Does this mean ghosts are real? Like, It was like I was being punished for like leaking the truth. I mean, don't think about it. <laughs> She was like, how disrespectful. Dude, I remember in, I forget what class it was. It was one of my religion classes, but the idea came up that animals don't have souls. So your ana- your pets aren't going to be with you in heaven. And like, everyone was like, oh, I, I don't believe that. Like, my dog's coming to heaven with me. <laughs> <laughs> because that's like a make or break to some people. It's like. Katie, no. <laughs> Katie is going to hell. <laughs> All animals go to hell. What is the the premise is that they're animals, so they just don't have souls. They're just like machines. Dude, it's based off some like, what was that philosopher who said, the, oh, is that, I think, uh, Descartes. I think that 4AM guy. He says that animals were literally just machines. Hmm. And they're just there to be dominated and used at our whim. Well, yeah, you have to tell people that if you want to continue farming them. It's such a crazy pace. Like, if you are if you are a truly religious person and you believe in the afterlife for, you know, a, an afterlife reserved for good people, I mean, it would you would think that that your I don't know your family pet would at least be there with you. You know, if it's supposed to be just such a sick place, like I would hope that my beagle is there from when I was a kid. That would be sick. I mean, I'd be pretty disappointed if I didn't have my dog there. Dude, I'm pretty used to living without my old dog. I'm mm-hmm. pretty indifferent. Well, yeah, I I don't think I would let it guide my faith at that point, but I mean, you never know. If you convert to the church of Brett and Drew, your animals will come with you to heaven. <laughs> Please convert now. Convert on brettlally.com. <laughs> Registered minister. You do have to sacrifice them for the religion though for them to get there. That's the that is the one loophole, but it, it can happen. Dude, you remember the movie The Big Lebowski? Oh yeah. Have you ever heard of the religion dudeism? It's entirely I've heard of it, but I don't dude. know. I don't know much about it. We should just become dudeist ministers. Yeah, I think so. I think we'd make good ministers, dude. Let's marry some people. <laughs> <laughs> I now pronounce you chimp and chimp. <laughs> May you dwell in truth now that you can't get away from each other. <laughs> we will bond you together in holy macaroni. <laughs> Dude, what do you think about that whole idea of, like, that's, like, what marriage is for is that because you have no escape anymore, you have no choice but to dwell in truth with each other. It's the most truthful relationship that you'll ever have. 
I feel like marriage stemmed from like property rights bullshit. Think so? Yeah, like when you die, you leave behind your house to this lady. I really don't want to think that. I feel like that's why we started it. I mean, marriage, not like monogamy in general, but just the idea of like an, an official binding contract to like permanently bind these people together. I feel like that's all property rights. Like, you know, you'll, okay, um, you'll, you'll work your entire life. And when you die, all of your belongings will now be the property of your wife and kids. Dude, I, I agree to a point, but I also in some way think that humans have recognized that truth is the ultimate good. And for some reason, truth to dwell in truth with somebody is infinitely more valuable than to just dwell in falsity. And the way to dwell in truth is to be somehow tied to this person. Because you can't get away, you have to tell the truth. And it makes you go through all these ups and downs. I, I feel like because we have these transcendent ideas, marriage is a byproduct of them. Mm. I don't know if to dwell in truth you need like a legally binding, not even legally. I, th I feel like you don't need like this binding contract or this social contract to get there. I don't know. But, like, I see where you're coming from. Um, I mean, I don't think it's worked out very well for a lot of marriages. It hasn't, but maybe they haven't taken it so seriously. Exactly. I, I think it is a great idea to be reserved for those who, who will take it to the utmost, like, the highest level of seriousness, really. It's really, a, like, a, a sacred thing, and we don't think of it. Like, it's like, oh, I love this guy. I'm going to get yeah. married. Get a photographer. I love her, dude. I'm going to marry her, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, meanwhile, it's like one of the most meaningful things that you'll do in your entire life besides birth a child. Mm -hmm. what, do you uh, what do you think about kids? Because I feel like you could go either way. I feel like you could totally not worry about it. But I also feel like you'd love to have kids. Dude, it's tough because, like, I the the logic in me is telling me that I shouldn't and nobody should at this point because we're so overpopulated as it is. And I feel like that would be the responsible thing as a human to do is to abstain from having kids. But like then you just have that that core ape part of you that's that just wants to procreate and you just want to reproduce. I want a mini me. <laughs> More of me. More of me. Like why? Why does there need to be more of me? Because you're a damn good person, buddy. And we need more good people like you and free-thinking people. But we need less people in general. So have one kid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have nine. But, like, should I have a kid or should I adopt a kid? Like, it, will it be the same effect? Hmm. Like, what if I just get a bad egg? Is that a thing? Can you get a bad egg? What if you adopt a bad egg? It already has to be ruined by, like, whatever parents it had. Adopt a 19-year-old. <laughs> 17 years and 11 months. You're just like, all right, I'm going to raise you now. Here's the, here's the new ideals you live by. My month from hell. Well, you could probably, like, adopt a 17-year-old and then just have them be, like, the assistant for the podcast. Oh. Nice loophole. Dude, let's adopt someone. It's like indentured servitude. You want to get married? <laughs> Do you have to be married to adopt something? I don't know. I've... No, there's tons of single people who adopt them. Would you ever do that? If you never found Mrs. Wright, would you still raise a kid? 
Would you adopt a kid so you could put your great imprint imprint upon him or her? Or is there? I'm not entirely <laughs> convinced that my imprint is good enough to be like duplicated. <laughs> I got a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah, I don't like if if I was like doing this for some I, I don't know, I feel like no, that's a shitty example. I was going to say if, like, the fate of the world depended on it. <laughs> but I don't I don't see there being, like, an insane positive impact by, like, putting a new person onto the earth and just trying to, like, set them on this good path. I feel like, well, I think that's a great way to come about positive change. But I feel like there are more efficient ways if that's your ultimate goal. Can I see your laptop? I want to look yeah. up a quote. Sure. Have you ever heard the... The Emerson quote of success? No, I haven't. So Ralph Waldo Emerson, the transcendentalist and an ex a man who's so much smarter than I will ever be. That's the thing. How could you put a child into the world knowing that he'll never be the man Emerson was? <laughs> None of us will. <laughs> <laughs> to do anything but good is bad. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So... Ralph Waldo Emerson, a quote on what it means to be a success. To laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a little better, whether by a, ha a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is the meaning of success. I love that, man. Dude, it's it's just saying there's levels to it, man. It's like it's just like Kendrick, bro. There's levels to this shit. Nah, oh, dude, it's all about the money. It's all if you don't make a ton of money, you fail. <laughs> Whoever dies with the biggest pile of shit wins. My pile of shiny rocks is huge. That's what everyone wants, man. Like, no one cares about making other people's lives better. I mean, they might seem to sometimes to like portray that image that to kind of I guess uh validate what they're doing. Dude, I think that there's a huge difference between wealth and riches. To me, it's very much underappreciated nowadays. Someone will go to the grocery store and fill a car fill a cart full of healthy, nutritious foods, all different colors meat, vegetables, starches, whatever it is. And then they get up to the register and they don't want to have to give them that card or that give them that paper, that $150, $200, whatever it is, because that is somehow more important. Meanwhile, what you that is riches, your money. What mm. you have in front of you is wealth. That's what's going to sustain you, man. Yeah. That's the that is truly like in a life or death scenario, it's like, do you want this or do you want this piece of paper? And yeah. it's like, I will take it. But you can it. redeem the paper for anything. Hypothetically, now. But like. Yeah, like. In a life or death. And like, say, like, we're in some, like, post-apocalyptic shit. It's all, dude, it's just part of the machine. Like, if if the if your currency isn't tied in with your government, then there's no way that they can control that. Dude, <clears throat> how do you mediate between, the, like, knowing that. Western society just tries to make us the perfect worker bees while also knowing that doing a lot of work feels really good. I still don't like it. Really? Yeah, I don't like the um, 
the forcing of people into like cubicles and in jobs that they fucking hate just like what we were talking about earlier just under that like presupposition that one day after you've traded in valuable moments of your life in like to this cause you'll you'll never know if that i don't know i'm i lost it but um i don't know you'll never know if the time that you traded in for work will actually equal the output to the happiness you think you're getting you know like are you saying the happiness you'll get in the end exactly when it succeeded like people are always working towards something else you know like you get the good job and you're like all right like if i just work a little bit harder you know i'll get the next position i'll you know i'll get promoted and then it'll be so much better but then once you get that point you're like all right the grass is still greener on the other side you know if i keep going if i work even harder i might get you know like the regional manager job and then i'll be like then i'll I'll be be happy happy, like that's what i want but then once you get there you're like like this is sick but like, I'm only a couple steps away from that. So let me just keep going. And by the time, like, you've just kept pushing and pushing. And by the time you're like old and decrepit, you're in this, like, who knows? It might be a great job. You may be making a lot of money. But like, I don't think the feeling of happiness you got when you got there was anywhere near what you thought it would be. You know? It's like that Gandhi quote. It's, you might never live to see the change that your good actions brought about. And I butchered that quote for the third time there as well. But I got the idea. We're not intellectuals here, man. We're just We're not, ranting dude. about We're shit. We're fucking dare farmers through and through. But so if you, if you live your life knowing that you'll never see these good things, then you're going to work for a more ultimate good than one that's just directly good for you it's more good for everybody that's the thing man that's where the happiness comes from is actually finding something good to do with your time finding something that that you just know is for a good cause deep down that you don't have to fool yourself like when you're dude like when you were working at raytheon there was no way that you could fool yourself that you were actually happy there dude it was instant it was like I, you just know in your heart you're just like dude this is i just see these people just selling themselves for comfort and like it's just like a warm shower, dude. You just get to sit in a warm shower and you can perpetually mm-hmm. just turn it a little bit warmer and warmer at a time. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you got to just dive into it. Dude, absolutely. That that was another thing too. Cold showers we talked about yesterday. I took a nice cold shower this morning. Did you? It felt great. Dude, I eased into a, a warm shower, but as soon as I turned it cold, I ended up spending another like five minutes in there. <laughs> Just because I just don't want to get out. Dude, it feels so good. Dude, it, once you once you can feel the pleasure in it, pain and pleasure are just like, I, we just apply them to different sensations. Yeah, they're just ideals, man. And once you start feeling how you're like, this feels so good, I feel strong, instead of feeling just focusing on the fact that it's kind of cold. Then you, that's when you really start enjoying it. Yeah, I always find, dude, just like I said yesterday, I always find after I get out of a cold shower to be the most exhilarated I've felt all day and will feel. Dude, I actually just remembered something going back a little bit about how you said that you have to really do something that you want to do and how we were talking about Raytheon. Mm. It's It's important to live life doing the thing that you would do for free. If money was no, if there was no such thing as money, what would it be that you did all day? 
Dude, that's why we're starting the podcast. This is this is what we're doing. Like, we're not radio. we're not making any money right now off of this. This is just pure fun. Like we just get to sit here and ramble, and we can go back and look at at what we're talking about, and just we get to learn our ticks. We get to learn like what we don't like about ourselves, but we also get to learn the like our better qualities, and we can improve upon those. Dude, you can you can start seeing it and pandering to it in everything you every decision you make throughout the day. Yeah, dude, I would do this for free all the time because it's just it's something we do anyway like whether or not the mics are here we're still talking about the same shit you and i always ramble about pretty much what we've been rambling about this whole time dude that's really something important to me is to continue doing things for free like i love the idea of just doing work because you want to do work and then just laughing in the face and be like and just give it to everybody like yeah just release it yeah dude i do a ton of logo designs for a lot of my friends and and my family members and I'm not going to charge them for it like sometimes they'll give me money sometimes they'll throw me maybe like a hundred bucks or something and just be like thank you so much for what you did and then it's like oh yeah wow, but thank you man I had a great time helping them out and being a part of their project if, if you're helping someone that you truly care about it really doesn't feel like work it feels like fun it does and that and when it's fun is when you really dive into it and do the job right mm-hmm through and through, you look at every little piece. That's that's the good part of work. That's what that's what good work really is. I feel like more people should strive towards that than just like putting themselves in some arbitrary job just because it's going to be, you know, oh, this will set me up for a better future. You know, like it's I'm not having fun doing it and I hate my job, but one day it'll pay off. Dude, it's like going back to like how we were talking about Jesus. Like, what's that thing you're called to do? It's so cliche. But it's like, what do you want to do? Mm. And like, I kind of want to just sit around and talk into the internet for a bit and record some yeah. conversation with my boy, like Drew, and a bunch of other cool people. Like, now we can just like navigate through life and be like, whoa, I want to sit down and have an hour long free form conversation with that dude. Dude, absolutely. And we have that. We have that platform. No idea how long this podcast has been going on for. I actually started a timer right when we hopped, and it's been an Did hour you? and 13 minutes. Yeah, hour and 13, huh? Hour 13. I think that's a pretty good place, my dude. Yeah, we started the uh, the podcast doing the Wim Hof method, which we talked about yesterday. Sorry, again, about that. but um, Dude, let's just release episode zero. Just put her up tonight, too. Dude, we have to. That, people we have to give it. the people what they want. Oh, dude, let's pray. That we get this audio file out of here, out of here alive. <laughs> yeah, we haven't finished this podcast yet. No word on whether or not this whole thing will work out for us. We used Adobe Audition yesterday. Right now we're using uh, Logic Pro by Apple. And, man, we really hope that this, this one doesn't fail us. But I'm sure we'll find out We dumbed enough. it down. And now let's hope that we can just... Yeah, I had to play with like the kids' toys before I could move on to audition. Dude, honestly, there's 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 wisdom and simplicity. Really though, honestly, I'm a minimalist by heart. You know me, dude. You really are. Like it just needs to be the absolute minimum for you to just. But you still, it's not like you're skirting by. It's like you're still doing things the right way. Mm. But like, and technology really just provides the perfect avenue for that. I love tech. You are, dude. You're a tech the guy, internet, dude. dude. Dude, I'll be in your room. I'll be like, dude, do you have a pencil? Do you have a piece of paper? This year you have them, but last year you're like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> like me, what do I need paper like, for? I am the paper dude. Like, I just write down everything. Like, 
like if I have a to-do list or something, like it's on paper. Oh no, not me. I'll lose it. Dude, every day. I don't think it's in my pocket. No. I have to put it on my phone because I won't lose my phone. I, I'll never lose my phone, but I'll lose, a, I'll lose a stupid piece of paper that's in my back pocket. And if you do lose your phone, it's on your laptop. Exactly, dude. I'm smart. I back up to the cloud and shit. I don't fuck around. There you go. Thank you, cloud. <laughs> Damn. Well, I think it's about time we ended off. Dude, this is a good one. I really like this one. I think that like we're definitely – the muscles strengthen it. Yeah, I'm excited to keep doing this. Who? So next episode, we'll be bringing you our good friend, Christopher Demers. Christer, Christopher Demers, I hope. Chris Demers, buddy. We're excited to have you. He's a, uh, a great friend, great roommate, great former roommate of Brett's. Dude, Chris, I met Chris in track. I did track for about two weeks or something just to try it out in college. Ended up meeting this wicked cool kid, Chris, and like we were just talking and then... We just started hanging out after and, dude, just immediately became so close. Like, we actually used to go to your place together. Like, we team mm. up and then go to the trap house that was Miles. <laughs> yeah, I met him as a refugee. He lived, he lived like, under a bed in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to hopefully have him on. I mean, we're, <clears throat> we're basically uh, spouting this off before we actually have a confirmation, but he's such a good friend that we know he'll be on. Yeah, Chris this is, is going to be on there. So Friday, if not, I want to say Friday is the definite date. I'd like to squeeze one in before because why not? But if mm. not, I think Friday is a good day to like hammer him. Dude, I think so. Friday seems to be a lot of people's like get out early free day. Yeah, and that's also a great day for professors, which we plan on having on. Dude, that is a thing that like I'm I'm very much ex- oh just heard your laptop shut. I mean here uh, camera. Shut up. That yeah, yours did too. Christer Demers. Christer Demers. Yo, you want to stay to the left a little bit? Oh no, that's a good shot. Alrighty. We on. Sorry about that, guys. Our cameras shut. Ooh, I like that, dude. <laughs> I affixed the uh, rat skeleton to my mic stand. Dude, that's nice. Hmm. But yeah, anyway, so Fridays likely is the day we'll put out podcasts, or maybe Sundays. I feel like we'll Friday see. will be the heavyweight day, like mm. the good, like the try to make a like a nice podcast, and then maybe we'll do like a spare one on the side. Yeah, we try to keep it real loose here over at the Bad Podcast. <laughs> anything goes but as i was trying to say i'm excited for that podcast to take that turn once we yeah. start sitting here with like a professor who's just coming in from the outside like our friends are going to see this and like understand it but someone else is going to come in and like start talking about what they do and why they do it like it's going to be really exciting it's going to bring a level of a little bit professional we yeah because we're over up. here rambling man we don't know what the fuck <laughs> we're talking about half the time like we're we're mispronouncing words, you know, we we're just like getting names wrong, but it'd be nice to bring a level of sophistication, you know, and learn from them. Dude, absolutely. This is not just our platform, but just to showcase good people we've encountered. Hell yeah. I think that's a great note to end the podcast on, man. I think so too. Episode one, the bad podcast. Thank you, Brett. In the books. Thank you, Drew. Always a pleasure, buddy. Endlessly toiling for nothing. See you next week. Love you guys. Out. Play that puppy, Drew!
Some time. And I dance all time. And I dance all time. 